Welcome to the F3 American Yammer podcast, where we give the men of F3 a chance to tell their story as they've transitioned from sad clown to high impact man. I'm Short Circuit, and each week I'll be joined by another member of F3 who is willing to step up and share his story. So, without further ado, here's today's show. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of F3 American Yammer. I am your host, the shortest of circuits, Short Circuit, and today I'm happy to have Mall Cop on the podcast, so welcome Mall Cop. Thank you. So a quick disclaimer, I'm happy to have Mall Cop on the episode, and even more so because I figured out recently how to add um, potentially commercial music to the the beginning and ending of our episodes, and if you notice, our our intro has changed. Mm Mm-hmm. But I found out how to put a wonder. Please a say wonder- that we're gonna have a little bit of the original Africa. So, for those of you not in the know, Malkop and I have been having this discussion for months about who has a better version of of Africa. He maintains it's Toto. I maintain it's Weezer coming from my bearded millennial background. I don't necessarily maintain that one's better than the other. It's just that they're basically the same. (laughs) So So at least you know what's coming for the music on the outro. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, man. All right. So, uh, but but I'm happy you're on the podcast. And uh, thank you again for joining us. So let's uh, jump right in. Name-a-rama. Name, age, F3 name. All right. So Aaron Buring, 41, Mall Cop. Mall Cop. And now, how long have you been coming to F3? Do you know your original date? Yeah, it's almost exactly uh, a year ago. So this past um, Tuesday was my one-year anniversary. There you go. And that was May... 29th or 28th, was that? 28th. Yeah, because you queued Shake Weight. Yep. 2018, right? Right. When you first came out. That's awesome. So you've been coming out a year now. Mm Mm-hmm. And so what is a... uh, what does a typical week of posts look like for you? Are you kind of like a normal, like, oh, Monday, I got my... Yeah, I'm a creature of habit for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, typically, my core tends to be the Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday workouts. Um, so shake weight, slam and sammies, and sweat angel are primaries. And then Friday and Saturday, I usually end up doing some rocking. Um, or Saturday, sometimes I'll try and find another beat down of some sort. Uh, I tend to gravitate, I think, a little more toward the, the workouts that have less people at them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Any particular reason? I, you know, initially when I came out, I, I was all about like, hey, this is awesome. There's a huge group of people. But then uh, I guess one day I, I just found myself feeling like kind of there was so many people at this one workout that I, we were like running into each other. And I just thought, eh, this, this is a little unwieldy. Maybe I'll, I'll try something else. And I found that uh, I'm a little more honest with myself during the workout. There you uh, go. I think when you have a larger group, like you can kind of hide. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if you want to. But when, when you've got that small group of people, it's like, uh-uh, you got to keep going. So. Oh, that's a good point. That's a good point, yeah. I think, uh, what are the, I mean, the magic number, right, that Dredd and OBT yeah. have said is like, oh, any more than 20 Right. 20 guys. And how many how many workouts have we been to at the Nightmare where it's like 30 guys? Right. And granted, you get a, you get a lot of fellowship there. But right. To your point, you get a lot of, a lot of uh, I'll use a lexicon term, jelly lube. Right. Where you short count your, you short your count. Yeah. For your repetitions. And, oh, I'll kind of, you know, just kind of coast or sort of hide. 
yeah. within that. Whether as if you have a an intimate group of five or six up to ten, maybe that's a good spot. So you you know keep yourself honest, like you're saying. I think it also provides you a little more opportunity to actually get to know the people that are around you. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah, you get to slap hands with a lot of people and, and see a lot of people in those mm-hmm. large situations, but uh, you may not necessarily get to spend as much time individually with each of them. Yeah, yeah, you get 30, sec- 30 seconds with yeah. each guy right. versus um, like a solid five minutes talking with someone in yeah. a smaller intimate workout. Yeah. All right, so let's jump right in here. Tell me about life before F3. So leading up to F3, let's talk first about your fitness. So has fitness kind of always been something that's – that's been prevalent for you? Was it something that waned? <clears throat> excuse me. Was it something that waned over the years? Um, you know, how did you sort yeah. of stumble into it? Yes. <laughs> is, is <the laughs> to all of this, all yes. of these questions. So, um, you know, growing up, uh, got involved in sports and have been in sports, you know, pretty much most of my life. Uh, early years, maybe I was not the most athletic. Mm. Um, eventually, you know, based on some issues with bullying and things like that. I finally decided, hey, the right thing to, to do is get to be as big as humanly possible. So I started hitting the, the weights pretty heavy. And So he watched Pumping Iron. Yes. And so uh, that helped a lot. Um, and so I was pretty much focused on, on size. You know, I played offensive, defensive line in high school football and wrestled heavyweight up through my senior year of high school. Uh, senior year, they actually added a 215 weight class, so I cut to that. Um, and that was kind of my... One of my most trim times, I guess, uh, in my adult life. That's actually the, the least I've weighed, I think. <laughs> um, after that, uh, some friends introduced me to an addiction that kept with me for a while, which was the sport of rugby. And so uh. I started playing that, and that carried through college. And then I even played men's club for several years after that. So I was a tight head prop. Um, so if you know anything about rugby... I don't. Um, <laughs> The scrum is how you restart a play after a minor infraction. Okay. And that's where if you... All those guys All the guys come up. together okay. Okay. And, and push over a ball to see who can win the ball. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so a tight head prop is in the front row. And that okay. tends to be one of the larger men on the field. Mm-hmm. Um, eventually that got to the point, I was pretty competitive with it and uh, made it into a player pool for the U.S. national team. Holy smokes. Which was pretty awesome experience. It was a, a, a World Cup year. So if I had finally made the squad, which I, I did not make the final cut, unfortunately, but um, it would have been a, a ticket to France to play, which would have been awesome. That's amazing. Um, but the amount of training that was involved in that was just unbelievable. Yeah. And again, having to stay, it, it was one of those things where you need to have the weight. Mm-hmm. And so uh, it, it was actually hard to keep the weight on. Mm. I, I was training so hard that I was like eating everything in sight. I had like a Costco sized <laughs> bag of um, uh, trail mix under my desk at work that I was just shoveling calories in my mouth every time. I remember one of the training camps I showed up and you know, the first two things you do at training camp are you step on a scale and then you do a fit test. Mm. And I stepped on the scale and my weight had gone down and the coach just kind of gave me this look like, are you okay with that? <laughs> like, uh, I guess not. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but then when I, that, that was the last year I played, I had intended to kind of scale back and play social after that to keep the fitness and keep mm-hmm. things going there. But then I had a disc in my back go squish. Yikes. Um, and so rugby somewhat ended then. Yeah. And suddenly it was easier to keep the weight on. You know, <laughs> those, those, those uh, habits of shoveling calories started uh, to catch up after a few years. Um, you know, I tried to keep up with, with working out, but mm-hmm. uh, it was 
just not as easy. And so that was the beginning of the Pogo 40. Mm, gotcha. So, it, you know, the weight went up. Um, eventually, uh, I, you know, it's one of those things where you're like reaching down to tie your shoes and you have to exhale and hold your breath and you realize <laughs> there's a little too much in front of me. I got to do something about this. Yep. And so I made a concerted effort to get it back down. Mm -hmm. And then it kind of bounced a bit. Um, so, you know, it, it's gone up and down from there. Mm -hmm. um, I think uh, some of that also kind of went up and down with other things going on in my life mm -hmm. and, you know, general life getting in the way of things or me letting life get in the way of things. And eventually that's what led to, you know, the state I was at before F3, where I think I had gotten back on one of those swings where I saw the line on the scale creeping back up. Mm -hmm. And in my mind, I had made this decision that, you know, this is okay now. I've, I've earned this <laughs> easy period of life <laughs> <laughs> or something. <laughs> Uh, something stupid like I've that. Some sort this. of justification in my head that yeah. I, I didn't need to pay attention to that anymore. So, wow. All right. Well, thanks for sharing that. That's that's incredible. I didn't even know you were part of the uh, rugby team and the, almost make the, the national team, too. That's incredible. Yeah. Um, all right. So, so sports, fitness, already in the, in the background mm -hmm. coming from that period. Um, but even as you mentioned, as you get closer to sort of your time with F3, you get the mm -hmm. Pogo 40. Right. Tell me about <clears throat> your fellowship yeah. before F3. What was kind of the nature of your relationships? You have the same friends growing up or is it kind of yeah. a hit and miss? I think it followed very closely with my, my fitness. I mean, the group of guys that I would be working out with often became my core group of friends. Uh, you know, the guys that were my football wrestling team in high school a lot of those guys I still keep up with uh, although you know we're all very spread out at this point but mm. you know those are some of those lifelong friends that you, you can pick up with again um, my my college rugby teammates are some of my best friends that I've ever had um, whenever we get back together it's just like old times mm. but same sort of situation we're all spread out now you don't necessarily see them every day uh, men's club from rugby was another good source of fellowship. Um, you would see these guys multiple times a week for practice. You're traveling on the road to games, hanging out afterwards. So you've got a, a pretty good group there. Uh, but once I stepped back from rugby, I started focusing more on career and more on things like grad school and, yeah. you know, kids were entering the picture. And I think I isolated myself to some extent, yeah. especially with the grad school. I mm. mean, you know, trying to, to split time between career, family, and then, okay, I, I've got eight hours of schoolwork that I need to, to clear out, you know. Yeah. Class from 8 to 10 p.m. and then staying up till 2 or 3 doing research or hacking or, you know, doing whatever was needed for class. And yeah. um, that ended up being... I think when my fellowship waned yeah. most. Gotcha. Yeah. I know it, it definitely can be during those sort of grueling nights. School. Gosh. I'm, yeah. School alone by itself is enough to take any man out, right? Yeah. I mean, you, you just you isolate so much because you you do spend so much time, especially if you've got a family, mm -hmm. right, where you're just trying to kind of keep everybody afloat, and then you're like, okay, everyone's everyone's good. Now I've got work to do. Right, right. Um, so, yeah, it definitely can be a, a time of, kind of isolating yourself but to your to, to your point though you I mean you it sounds like you kind of grew up with this core group of guys um and maybe it hasn't always stayed the same but there's mm -hmm. always at least been a core there yeah. which is good absolutely um and uh, it sounds like it's kind of based on that 
that seesaw mentality, right? Like, mm-hmm. oh, we're in this, we're, we're going through the trenches together, whether that's rugby, working out, et cetera, um, kind of having that. And then additionally, those, those people that you've known for your entire life. Yeah, I mean, you know, one of the things that you, you end up seeing in, you go to like a big rugby tournament or something, someone on the back of their shirt somewhere will have, there's a quote from Henry V, Shakespeare, mm-hmm. for he today that sheds his blood with me shall be my brother. Yeah. And, you know, very much that, that CSOP mentality, you know, you're, you're all beating each other up. Uh, the guy that's opposite you and who happened to be wearing, had the audacity to wear the wrong colored jersey on your pitch. <laughs> you hate him for 80 minutes. You beat, beat each other until you're bloody. And then, you know, the last whistle blows. You slap hands, give each other a hug and raise a pint together. And it's good fellowship after that. <laughs> Laugh about how hard you hurt each other. <laughs> No, you laugh about how hard you hurt him. Well, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully more it went more that way. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, so fitness is in the background. Fellowships there. Although you're going, uh, you know, you kind of mentioned the the Pogo Forty. Mm-hmm. Fellowships there, but as you as you mentioned, kind of as you transitioned from the, it kind of falls in line with your your fitness, right? As you're talking about once. Um, the rugby started to wane. Yeah. The Pogo Forty jumps around. Likewise. The rugby starts to wane. The fitness, um, sorry, the fellowship doesn't go away, but you start to become more involved with the school, which inherently kind of isolates you a yeah. little bit more. So let's talk about what was your faith before F3, and specifically regarding um, talking about something greater than yourself or your sense of impact within the community or your personal beliefs. Uh, where was your faith, whatever that may mean to you, leading up to F3? Um I like the way that, that this question's posted. Um, yeah, there, You're there, there's a lot of, uh, of things that can, can feed into that, obviously. Uh, I think in terms of trying to live for something more than just yourself, mm-hmm. you know, the idea that there's a greater community, uh, I think I picked up a, a bit more of that post-rugby, which was interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I think... Uh, at my workplace, for example, uh, I found myself spending a lot more time mentoring interns and, and trying to help out people build their careers and had some pretty good success with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always enjoyed trying to do things that were uh, more in the vein of, of community service or you know some sort of charitable work. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of that did come from time in church. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I grew up in a Methodist church, did outreach with the church, did uh, a couple of mission trips, things like that. And mm-hmm. those were the things that I, I always felt like I enjoyed most was yeah. not necessarily the time inside the church, but the time outside helping yeah. others. Um, but um, it, it, it's never really, I guess, been something that I've felt was like a full-time focus mm-hmm. for myself. Um, and even just the, the true, as people think of faith, you know, the, the religion side has always been something that's been a bit more difficult for me, I guess, and something that's, uh, you know, work in progress, I guess. And we're, we're all on a, yeah, a different spec. I mean, we're all on the spectrum somewhere, right? Other than that. So fitness has always been there. had something in the background going through the Pogo 40, Mm -hmm. same time fellowship, um, sort of the core group of guys, the workout buddies, 
Um, that starts to become more isolated as you transition out of rugby into going to school, finding a little bit more isolation there. But to complement that, as you kind of just brought up, having this background within the Methodist church, growing up in church, mm-hmm. um, and getting out of rugby, as you're saying, it actually kind of enlightened you so that, to sort of this greater sense of, of something more. Um, and as, even as you pointed out, kind of um, some of the community service aspects, um, mentoring people at work, um, kind of not just living for yourself, right? I will say. Okay, so tell me now, so we've, we've painted the picture about what that looks like leading up to F3, mm-hmm. so let's talk about that first workout. So uh, first off, who EH'd you? So I had moved to Greensboro and had lived in Greensboro for just about a year mm-hmm. and went to, uh, my family had joined Hamilton Lakes Pool. Okay. And it must have been opening weekend right before Labor Day, or not Labor Day, uh, Memorial Day. Mm -hmm. And I met Explosion and Leverage at the pool. And uh, I think the the way that the conversation started actually was my wife and uh, Explosion's wife were talking. And she said something about, oh, well, Leverage over there, um, that's his, sorry, that's his F3 name. And I, I just said, what, what is this? And she was like, oh, oh. It's What'd you just call him? It, it's this this weird cult of workout. That, <laughs> that my husband's a may part not of. have been the word she used. But uh, <laughs> she, she basically called Explosion and said, you know, you got to tell him about F3. And so between the two of them, they were telling me all about it and said, well, yeah, there's this uh, workout Monday, which was a Memorial Day Convergence. Okay. And so that was my first post was Memorial Day Convergence at Latham Grinder. Okay. I don't think I went to that one. Memorial Day Convergence. I don't I hate to say it, I don't think I've ever actually been out to the grinder. Hmm. I was just talking with Spackler about this the other day, so maybe I should Yeah. Maybe I should go. Okay, so Memorial Day Convergence. So so expo- so explosion. So you're talking with leverage. Explosion and, and then leverage and they, they kind of handed back and forth a few times during the conversation. <laughs> they play good it wasn't cop, it wasn't that good hard, cop, bad honestly. Cop. Like I was kind of already sold. Like yeah. As soon as they started saying, yeah, everyone's got a nickname and we're knuckleheads that get up at crazy hours and work out, it mm. kind of clicked. I was like, oh, that sounds very familiar. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, you know a lot of a lot of rugby players end up with nicknames. No, okay. they they tend to. We don't. Ne- they didn't necessarily follow the rule that it was something you should be able to say in a pew of a church. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yes, it, it uh, <clears throat> seemed familiar. Seemed like something I could get back into. Yeah. Nice. And now, what do you? Um, was there anything that you sort of took away from that first workout? Or like you're like, oh man. So you you talked about like, oh, I was already sold even when they were talking about it. Right. Did the workout help to sort of solidify that sense of like, yeah, I'm definitely coming back again? I, I think it was just. The amount of positive energy mm-hmm. and the number of times that uh, there was a lot of running involved in the workout. Uh, I think I've made my view on running abundantly <laughs> clear many times. I'll tell you more about that in a second. But, uh, um, each time guys would pass me by, you're doing great, man. Keep it up. Keep it up. You know, just the overall how many how everyone was picking everyone up and pushing everyone and just the positive nature of it all that I I don't know that I was really anticipating yeah and I think many of the sports that I've been involved in before 
there's a different approach to encouragement. <laughs> we'll say, yeah. you know, it's like, what the heck's wrong with you? Come on. <laughs> yeah. You know, there, there was none of that. You know, it was all just very positive. And even though I know I was not doing well, you mm-hmm. know, people are saying, you're doing great, man. You're doing great. Just keep putting one foot in front of the other. Mm-hmm. And, and that, that I thought was really unique and very, very uplifting to me. Nice. Nice. That's awesome. And now, uh, can you, why, why mall cop? Okay. Uh, so I, I do IT security for um, work. Mm. And as these naming nameramas may go, it tends to be a race to the bottom. So they <laughs> went from IT security to the, the what is held in regard as the lowest form of security, the <laughs> loss prevention officer at your local mall, the mall cop. You're not even a real cop. <laughs> oh, man. Hashtag so, loss prevention. I don't know. I mean, there's not there's nothing wrong with being a loss prevention officer. It's, no, you know. I, I got gotcha. you. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, so Memorial Day Convergence. I think we actually have Square to thank for that one. I, th- I think he came up with that name. Did he come up with Mall Cop? I believe so. Square? Yeah. Oh, man. We'll include him in the, in the yeah. list, of, list of culprits, right? All right, so now tell me, um, and you alluded to it a little bit here, kind of with with one of the things that you remember about the encouragement being mm-hmm. strong. Um, tell me now about life since F3, right? So mm-hmm. you, you've been coming out now a year. You just hit your one year. Yeah. Um, tell me about your fitness since F3. So fitness Are you is, back to your rugby days? Uh, you know, it, it's, it's different. It's yeah. very different. So I feel like most of the sports that I was excelled at and was very good at were kind of sprint recovery, sprint recovery, mm-hmm. you know, very much interval type sports. Yeah. I feel like the F3 has been much more of an endurance workout. Yeah. Um, a lot more distance running, a lot more just keep moving, you mm-hmm. know, not nonstop, not really a stop in between. Yep. Uh, so that is different. And the whole thing with running. Uh, <laughs> it, it, I don't know just, why you're making a stink. You're a strong runner. I, I've gotten there. And that's what's really kind of surprising to me is I always said I hate running just because to me running was only something that you did if it meant that there was another human being you could collide with. <laughs> so uh, the idea to just I'm going to go run mm-hmm. for a period of time mm-hmm. and call that enjoyment never really resonated with me. Yeah. And, and so it always felt torturous to me and and especially when I got started trying to do distance here with F3 of any kind. Yeah. A lot of it was actually, you know, soul crusher. Um, I had decided uh, I was just going to try to set a goal of I'm going to do 60 miles anyway, anyhow, mm-hmm. whether it's walking, running, whatever, just to get my mileage moving and started tracking it on a spreadsheet. I think the idea actually came from Bulldog and and uh, quick draw, we were talking about doing a challenge of some sort, yep. uh, and so, so was born the, the the spreadsheet that I think someone may have come up with some really awesome graphs on. Yeah, whoever it was was a, some a true high impact man, IT <laughs> specialist of some sort came up with some graphs on it. But uh, that, that <coughs> was it was kinda, me. Yes, <coughs> shout out to Short Circuit. So it was that was the start. Was I'll just see if I can get sixty miles. Nice. Anyway, anyhow. And pretty soon that turned more into, I'll see if I can actually do 60 miles all running, all jogging, all moseying. 
slogging, whatever we call it. <laughs> um, and so, jogging with yeah, a silent that, J. That that's what kind of gave me that push to go to actual running workouts. And yeah. you know, I had guys like Cornhole and Nancy giving me actual encouragement and coaching on how to run. And next thing you know, I'm actually showing up for ECs ahead of workouts, mm. and have gotten into kind of a regular groove of doing that to get some extra miles in. That's and awesome. I can actually hold a conversation while jogging at this point, which is a new thing. Uh, Wait, you mean we can talk this yeah, whole time? It, it, it's reached a point where it seems somewhat enjoyable. And, and I think the biggest thing, you know, I ran my, act, my first real race mm-hmm. of my life, a 5K. Oh, yeah. Uh, it was with run, my, run the runway, right? Yeah, run the runway with, and uh, went with my daughter. Yeah. And... Uh, that was just one of those things I look back on. I think, you know, that guy that had given up and was decided it was okay to be sedentary. That that's one of those memories I would have completely missed out on. And yet here I have these awesome photos of me, run not only running but actually smiling while running. Yeah. <laughs> with my daughter. Is, is this Photoshop? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's. Um, so that that I think says a lot about the, the impact that that has had to be able to even just have that fitness to share with my family. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure that it sets a strong uh, example for your daughter too, right? Yeah. This idea of like, hey, fitness doesn't have to be this like drudgery thing where right. you're like, oh gosh, but it can actually be an enjoyable thing and something that we can make memories doing. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's great. Um, so tell me now, how has your fellowship changed or increased? <laughs> Or decreased yeah. since knowing us. Yeah, so fellowship has been fantastic. I mean, almost immediately. So I relocated to Greensboro for a job, took a new job that uh, was going to cause us to move. Mm-hmm. It was rather intentional. Uh, and that moved me even further away from you know anyone that I knew. So mm-hmm. pretty much before F3, most of the people that I would have interacted with were coworkers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have some great coworkers. There's nothing wrong with that. Um but what I ended up finding was just that I hadn't really found a group of people that outside of work that I really interacted with. Mm. Um, uh, and what changed was almost immediately, uh, just yesterday, I was at my daughter's dance recital and my, my in-laws and my mom are in town for it. And my in-laws were remarking, hey, you remember last year when we went to that? dance recital and it had only been like 10 days since the first time you did F3 and all of a sudden out of nowhere you hear mall cop and yeah it was you know hush puppy and leverage we were at the <laughs> dance recital and here we're hearing mall cop suddenly come out of nowhere and uh, suddenly uh, that we're everywhere right so <laughs> you know everywhere you go you run into someone you hear mall cop uh, I think even just a few weeks after that I was downtown on the 4th of July and once again, mall cop, it's square mm-hmm. coming from behind. And um, I go to like events at my school or something, or my kid's school, and, and you just look around and, so, you know, I, I could throw a, a, a stone gently and hit five guys that are yep. posting with F3. Or, you know, next thing you know, you've got that shot of us dads at the school event for F3 sightings. <laughs> so I, I think it's great to have that, that group of people that you get to know. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I've really enjoyed getting to know people closer through some of either the cafeterias and and some of those third F efforts. 
you know, the Slam and Sammy's got to put a plug out there for what Cornhole does with bringing out a hot pot of coffee, mm-hmm. that big jug of coffee right after. I mean, that that's a great glue that keeps people coming back. Absolutely. Um, and you get to know people then, and you get to have those conversations about things you wouldn't otherwise potentially talk about, and and I think that's fantastic. And I also have really just taken to rocking. A lot of that comes down to the fact that it's just fun tomfoolery of mm-hmm. us guys. You can talk a lot easier when you're rocking <laughs> than running, so you know it's it's very enjoyable to you know just have that time out in the morning. You come away feeling you know, got a little sweat on, got a little workout in, and mm-hmm. just feel positive about looking forward to the day. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, and led the, the finally the third F. So tell me about your your faith since F three. Um, you had already kind of talked previously about <clears throat> growing up in church, and getting this sense of something greater and you talked about you know the greater community the sense of community service um you alluded to it a little bit from what you were talking about with the fellowship but how is your your faith in those aspects something greater than yourself impact within the community and personal beliefs changed since coming to f3 i think you know you surround yourself with this group of people that are just hell-bent on bettering themselves and uh, bettering the community around you that can only lift you up and and you know you you are as good as the company you keep right yep. mm-hmm. and, and I feel like this is a, an incredible group of people that are making a difference in so many different ways throughout the community and I feel like I just have to try and keep up <laughs> yeah. uh, and, and that's been there's great opportunities I mean whether it's um, doing one of the community housing solutions, type things or uh, you know radiator put out the call for for guys to help with street watch mm-hmm. you know help serve the food to the homeless so that's something I'm going to be doing this afternoon there you go. so it, it's great to just have these other opportunities to do something to, to serve others and lift other people up mm-hmm. um, and I think that is definitely something that I needed more of mm-hmm. and, and it's I think there's more of a draw when you've got that group of people that you like being around. You know it's going to be more fun yeah. when, when you've got the same knuckleheads that you were joking around with during the, <laughs> the, the workout, you know, by your side swinging hammers or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I think beyond that, you know, the, as I mentioned, the, the third F conversations, you know, those talks in the gloom about how can we have more of an impact? What are, what are we going to do today? Even if it's just a small gesture for someone as we go out through the day yeah. to try and make their day better, thinking about someone else first before yourself. I think that's, that's a huge, huge help in, in, in furthering your faith. Yeah. And then, you know, when you get to the talk of like the actual classical sense of, of faith with religion, um, I think also it, like I said, the company you keep being around a number of people that, that have that strong faith and, and can influence you that way and are just sort of there at the right time. Mm -hmm. And that's something that just sort of blows me away and, and gives me stronger faith. Mm -hmm. Uh, A a good example is I remember last November, I think it might've been, I I went out to inside voices Mm -hmm. It ended up being just me and Cornhole. <laughs> you know, they, they've had some <clears throat> struggles with the, the numbers at that workout. Yep. But in this case, it actually ended up being exactly what I needed. You know, at that moment, that 
point in time, I was kind of having some issues with work and some transitions there and was actually very concerned about whether I was going to potentially still be having a job there. And uh, I remember at the end of the workout, Cornhole, I mean, he, he led the workout exactly like you, credit to him. He did everything by the book, you know, and right, did not shortchange Circle of Trust and uh, said, you know, do you have any concerns that you want to lift up? And I don't remember the last time that I actually had someone just directly ask me something like that. And it just also happened to be at a time when, yes, I had concerns. Yeah. And uh, he, he listened to me and he aired some of his own concerns and, and the prayer that he lifted up was so on point. It was just more about, not about, hey, let's make sure that this works out well at work. It was, what can we do more to think about our family during this time, mm -hmm. this season? Um, realize that there's more than that. To, that you, know, you have a moment like that and you just think, yes, there's a lot of, maybe it was coincidence, but maybe something greater pulled yeah. this together at this time, made this happen this way, prepared him to be that support in that moment when he didn't even know that I needed it and just was there. Yeah. Um, you know, between that and I guess the, the other big thing that sticks out in my mind is the, uh, the cross rock that Tommy Boy led, yeah. which was just an unbelievable powerful event um, and, uh, if anyone who did not make it this year hears this voice you've <laughs> got to come next year it's yeah. just such a massive massive impact to hear multiple people witnessing uh, to really have that physical connection to the burden that Jesus carried yeah. and you know whether you are a true Christian or not, even just to, to think through what this must have been like for this man is, is just an, an amazing experience. Yeah. So those are the those are the things that really I think have hit home and and carried me forward with in, in my faith. Yeah. No, that's great. That's great. And and thank you for, for sharing that because I mean I know many guys, um, myself included, I really enjoyed the cross ruck. I thought yeah. it was fantastic. Um, but to hear someone else's perspective on, I mean, we all are like, oh, oh, that was great. But to hear another guy say like, oh yeah, this is what it meant to me yeah. is really impacting. And, and your discussion about um, the inside voices workout with cornhole, yeah. right? It's like, yeah, okay, coincidental, maybe, providential, more than likely, right? right? Um, and sort of seeing how that has impacted you. Um, it's definitely you know a wonderful thing to be able to sort of pull back the curtain and, and thank you for sharing that with us. Yeah. So you know we've seen kind of how your your fitness, your fellowship, and and your faith have, have transitioned, have sort of morphed mm -hmm. um, by <clears throat> by knowing us <laughs> us hoodlums. Um, do you have any closing thoughts for the packs? Uh, uh, scripture, a, a quote, um, a piece of advice, uh, a general. General Thang. Hmm. Oh, a song lyric. This is a, <laughs> you have a song lyric. Uh -oh. No, no, no song lyrics. Uh, <laughs> I really just want to say thank you. I mean, thank you to everyone that's helped push me along and given me the opportunity and, and reawakened um, some of what was in me and what was uh, clearly asleep at the wheel. Um, <laughs> And beyond that, I think the only thing I can do to properly thank everyone is to offer to pay it forward. So uh, anyone out there 
especially my Clydesdale brothers. If you're looking for someone that wants to do a slow mosey and help you push your miles, reach out to me. I'd love to help you achieve some of what I've done. Um, if you want to sign up for your first race, I'll run with you, whatever, whatever you need. Mm -hmm. Um, like I said, I just want to pay it forward. That's great. All right. Um, so if guys want to get in touch with you, what's the best way to do that? So I'm on Twitter as F3 mall cop and, uh, That'd probably be the simplest thing to do. Three mall cop. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, mall cop, thank you very much again for uh, for taking this time just to share with us. Sure. Definitely. I, I, I love hearing guys' stories, yours included, yeah. even if we don't agree <laughs> <laughs> on Africa. Um, this this was really you know uh, you can you can play both versions one in the lead in and one in the lead out and we'll leave it up to the listeners to figure out which one it actually we'll was. We'll put on one of those Twitter the Twitter voting like yeah. which was better the intro or the outro. Yeah. Um, but definitely thank you very much again for for taking this time and sharing with us. This, this has been really impactful, yeah. even if just for me, um, to really you know, just hear hear your story and sort of see um, how you how you've kind of grown through F three. So. Um, with that, we'll close out episode 14. Um, so thanks again. Yep. Stay sharp, guys. We'll, uh, we'll see you in the gloom. Thanks for listening to this episode of American Yammer. If you're interested in sharing your F3 story, reach out to us at f3americanyammer at gmail.com. Again, that's f3americanyammer at gmail.com or on Twitter at f3americanyammer. Until next time, stay sharp, and we'll see you in the gloom.